Hey, how's it going? Mike here for the Usagi Pajimbo podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the last two episodes. Now we're on episode three. Uh, we're covering Samurai part five and part six. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this uh, podcast so far. And make sure to share and review the review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, stuff like that. Uh, but let's get into this. Hope you guys enjoy. And uh, yeah, so it's been around like a couple months since Usagi has won his uh, competition from the Dogrum school that he got his swords from. And he's been secluding himself in the uh, in the mountains away from anybody and everything. He found an abandoned hut that he got uh, that he found. And it looks pretty nice from the outside looking in. Uh, but it's weird. That he just he just found a hut in the middle of nowhere. So uh, he uh, he took his uh, teacher's advice, his sensei's advice and. Uh, he decided to uh, seclude himself, I guess you could say. And we open up with Usagi, and Usagi is uh, he's practicing his swordsmanship techniques and training. And I like how Usagi said uh, he stayed with Ketsuchi for about two months after he um, after he uh, won the tournament as like a parting gift to Ketsuchi. Like, what if Ketsuchi didn't want Usagi around? Uh, <laughs> and he's like, oh, here's my gift to you, Sensei, for all your hard work for teaching me. Uh, let me stay with you for two months. You know, here's uh, some firewood and some water for you, uh, just just to hold you over till, till I leave, you know. Uh, but that part was pretty funny to just think about. Hey, here, here's your water and firewood. Bye, see ya. Uh, <laughs> so, but we go on from there. Uh, we see Usagi practicing his swords, talking about his swords, saying how they're so much lighter than his Bonkai. And uh, he's trying to cut a dragonfly. And he actually does successfully cut a dragonfly, which cancel Usagi Yojimbo or Miyamoto Usagi. Uh, he, he killed the dragonfly. The dragonfly did nothing wrong. Just saying. Uh, no, but I mean, that was pretty cool seeing him, seeing him cut a dragonfly out of the air was pretty cool to to witness and whatnot. But in the background, we see a stranger. We don't know who the stranger is. Uh, he's wearing a, uh, what would you call it? Like a, a straw, like cloak or something. And a straw hat that covers his entire head. And uh, Usagi is taken off guard. And he's like, who, who, who are you, stranger? What do you want? Uh, and he's like, um, I've been watching you for some time, Usagi. Uh, you know, your swordsmanship is great. Uh, and he's like, oh, you you too uh, live by the... He's like, you practice the sword technique? And he's like, no, I live by the sword. And we see him on top of the... Uh, it's like a water mill uh, next to this old hut. So I wonder if this water mill is still active and he's having to walk up, walk up, walk up. It's like a, it's like a big old circle that, you know, churns water, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's it's funny seeing him just sit sit on top or stand on top of this uh, this section of the house. And he's like, he, he just takes Usagi off guard 
and he's like, you know, uh, he, he tells Usagi, he is a skilled samurai, and uh, you've learned a lot from your teacher, but your strength, your your un, unyielding strength is your weakness, which is really condescending to say to Usagi. Usagi says that as well. He's like, hey, man, quit being so condescending. Why do you have to be so condescending about this, you know? Uh, you know, h- how can you have one, uh, t- have too much strength, you know? And he's like, uh, you know, uh, why won't you answer my questions? Like, who are you? What What's going on? You know, and he starts talking about to Usagi about his swords and how his, the, the, the person who made Usagi's swords uh, knew all too well or too much about strength. And, and, you know, why that's why he uh, named these swords after like binding willow branches and, and stuff. And he should learn uh, to bend. He tells Usagi, he should learn to bend. And he's like, uh, what you want me to bend? What, what are you talking about? As Usagi is questioning everything about this stranger and the stranger's entire existence of being here uh, at this point with Usagi, you see him slice up uh, towards Usagi's direction and he has so much control over his blade. He just barely almost grazes a dragonfly and the dragonfly flies away. And Usagi is amazed. And he's like, Oh, you have such good control. And this, the mystery man is like, Hey, I want to match. I want to match with you. Uh, Call it a test of skills, one might say. And Usagi, Usagi never backs down from a challenge. No, he does not. And I like this scene where the mystery man flings his hat at Usagi. And Usagi like slices through it. And he's like, but first, uh, identify yourself as an honorable samurai. Who are you? And who do you think it is? It's no other than Gunichi. Gunichi, the bodyguard for Lord Mifune. If you don't remember Gunichi, sorry, Gunichi, uh, he was the man or the warthog who Usagi fought in the very first issue and killed. And this is the man who supposedly... um, he supposedly betrayed Lord Mifune, and this is where uh, they have their first duel uh, or match uh, as opposing samurai. Oh, but before I forget, uh, Gunichi was also at the tournament for the the Dogram School. I for, totally forgot to mention that he was he was there. He was watching Usagi because he actually mentions that he was watching Usagi at the tournament, uh, and he says, "You know, you know, your 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 skills are good as a swordsman, but your skills are not as good as me." And Usagi is ready. Usagi says that it's a good time to baptize his swords in blood, which that sounds like really like some fucking metal shit right there, like. Heavy metal band and and band and and heavy metal band and you know like baptizing your swords in blood, uh, but uh, they are ready to fight the and together I guess and test 
their their skills to see who exactly is the better samurai. And we get this really awesome fight scene between Gunichi and Usagi, which is a pretty a fierce fight. They seem to be evenly matched, which there's something in here that I didn't notice before. But as they're fighting, um, there's like a rustling in the corner of one of the panels, which I was confused about seeing as what comes up next. Uh, when they're fighting, Usagi like cuts a bunch of like the, the, the brush or bamboo, or whatever. And he finds uh, assassins hiding in the, the brush. And they're actually from the Do- the Dogram school. And I didn't notice this before. And I was very much confused. And I was like, "What? what's going on? Because I thought uh, I missed something or maybe a, a page or something. Like maybe stuck together or, or was it in my book? So I was like, what's going on? And, and these guys very much all look confused and taken off guard because they... Uh, their their plan has failed. Uh, you know, the, they're they're trying to kill Usagi for dishonoring uh, the Dogram school name, and uh, Gunichi is not having this. He is like, "You dare dress as assassins! Uh, a warrior would not do this. A warrior would not lurk in the brush." And as I said, uh, they 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 kind of jump out and get surprised by Usagi, and Usagi. Usagi stands down and he's like, leave now. I, I have no desire to kill you. Uh, your your death would be useless to me. You know, it would be a useless death. And they are like, uh, the only, only by the death, by your death, can we cleanse the shame of you defeating our school single-handedly. So he single-handedly took down their entire school. I have to say that is very impressive. And they have their swords all drawn and ready to go. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to fight you guys. This is not between us. Like, come on, like, go away. Like, you don't need to be doing this now, do you? But sadly, the Dogram school assassins, whatever you want to call them, uh, they're no match for Usagi. Usagi takes them all on at once. And I like this scene. This scene is really, really funny. I thought I thought it was really funny. Um, so, as after Usagi like attacks them and like defends himself honorably, might I add, because he didn't want to fight them in the first place. They're the 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 bad guys, the assassins. They're like, oh no! And Usagi is so Usagi's like blood. I've never before realized how much blood there is. Uh, and uh, Unichi's like, oh, you're learning. You're learning, Usagi, you know. Their ambush was cowardly. It was a cowardly attack. They have dishonored their school more than you have dishonored their school. And But I like the scene where Usagi's like, oh, he's kind of like almost like baffled or a little a little freaked out. Because I don't think he, I don't think Usagi has been in an actual like fight fight with the swords. I think this is his first time that he's he's actually had to like cut somebody open, I guess. Which is funny to see his his reaction to this. <laughs> it's not what I expected, I gotta say. And uh 
they end up running away. The the or some of the assassins end up running away. Uh, one of them does at least. And Usagi is more concerned with them finishing their match. And and Gunichi's like, nah, we don't need to finish our match. Uh, our both of our swords tasted blood, so that's okay. You know, we could say you could say this is like a draw. And so they both agree to end their duel. And Gunichi says he's going to put in a good word for Usagi because his his, his exceptional sword skills. He's going to put in a good recommendation to Lord uh, Mifune for Usagi. And Usagi, uh, you know, thanked him, you know, uh, and, you know, wished that one day they can become friends. And uh, I like this interaction in the present day with uh Gin and Usagi, and he's like, friends? Gin says, friends? How could you guys have been friends? You just killed him. What kind of story are you trying to pass off to me? <laughs> he's like, but Usagi's like, but there's more, there's more, you know? There's more to this. And, uh, you know, it just keeps going on from here. And our story ends with Gin saying, you know, if this is how you treated your friend Gunichi. How do you treat your best friend, me? I'm your best friend, obviously. And Usagi is like, what? What are you talking about? You're my best friend? Uh, he's like, you're not my friend, you know? Uh, you're a cheat. You're a manipulator. You're untrusting. He's like, okay, okay. I, excle- I accept your flattery. Uh, I'll let you buy me a drink this time. Can you please continue the story? He's, and Usagi's like, what? You want me to buy you a drink? Are you crazy? And uh, I guess they go and get drinks because uh, that's what they're doing in the next part of this issue. Uh, this part of the issue, or Samurai uh, Part 5, was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, my only slight nitpick was I did miss that particular part with the bushes. That that Russell Russell in the background of the of the of that panel was very hard to distinguish. <laughs> I mean, it was my fault, obviously, but you know, it's cool to see Usagi actually get into a actual fight instead of fighting with his practice swords and how he went about, uh, you know, learning and um, you know being honorable and stuff like that. I really like the I really like the interactions between Usagi and Gen. They're probably probably one of my favorite parts of this uh story arc so far is them two bickering and stuff like that and uh going back and forth trading barbs and stuff like that. It's fun. It's funny. Uh I like it. Uh I do find it odd that everybody has a top knot in this well, Gin doesn't have a top knot, but everybody else has a top knot, and it's all black all the time, except for Usagi. Usagi does his ears, obviously, because he's a rabbit. Um, but yeah, uh, just something I noticed. Every but every other character has a top knot to them. That's so weird. To just, I guess I didn't notice that before, you know. But this was a quick little story to see how far Usagi has come. In the past couple of years, which is it's pretty cool, and uh, to see, uh, you know, he's not the best at this moment, 
but he can hold his own in a fight, which is really cool. And I, I like I like seeing uh seeing what Usagi does. Um I want to know more about the sword, the origin of his swords. Cause they seem to be hinting at something something bigger, maybe. Like maybe the 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 the, the person who uh uh crafted his swords, the swords the swordsmith would is somebody special in this world and somebody who's pro- probably maybe like made like almost like uh who was the one who made um oh god he made like really good like samurai swords i can't remember what his name is for some reason i'm thinking of the guy who made wolverine's sword in the x-men books right now but i can't remember what the guy's name was <laughs> but yeah this was fun and uh let's move on to uh samurai part six all right, so we continue on with Samurai Part 6. Usagi and Gin have reached the town finally, and they're going off to get a drink at the bar at the I think it's an inn if I remember correctly because they do call the one of the characters in there the innkeeper. So they get there and uh Usagi's like there is no way Gin that I am buying you a drink whatsoever. And uh, Gin's like innkeeper Bring me enough sake to make two men go blind. And he's like, yes, sir, Samurai, the innkeeper says. But I want to know. I want to know, how does Gin know? uh, Or how much does he need to drink to become blind? Has he done this before? Is this like a life experience thing that he's already experienced? Um is he a professional at becoming blind? Because Gin seems like he likes to drink a lot uh, from this uh, part of the issue. Uh, but yeah, I want to know, like, does he have, like, life experience behind this? And uh, uh, I love Usagi's faces in the background as uh, Gin is uh, talking for them. And Gin's like, oh, do you want anything, Usagi? And uh, uh, Usagi's like, no, I don't want any of your sake uh this was uh usagi tells uh the innkeeper that there's a samurai who's dead out near the river on the road and he wants him to be taken care of and uh i guess properly buried uh it seems like uh, yeah because he wanted him to be properly buried in the first issue if i remember correctly and usagi makes uh a mention of this to the innkeeper do not take anything from uh, Gunichi's body because uh, he will know if it was anything was stolen or not. And uh, he makes a point to be like, hey, don't don't do this, you know, because it is bad luck. Apparently it's bad luck for what Gin is about to do, actually. Uh, so <laughs> Gin says that there's no need to worry, Usagi. I took all of his money. So Gin took all of Gunichi's money. <laughs> well, I guess while Usagi was not looking. <laughs> and Usagi's like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? Come on. You know you can't do that shit. Basically. He's like, look. Look, I'm a realist, Usagi. I am a realist. Uh, money doesn't want to belong on a corpse. It is yearned to be spent. And Usagi's like, you know, it's bad luck to buy sake with a dead man's money. 
And Usaki's like, Usagi's like, I am not drinking this shit. I am not drinking it. Nope, nope. He, he crosses his arms. He's like, nope. And and yet he's like, Gin's like, okay, fine, whatever. More for me. Who cares? I don't care. I'm gonna drink it. And Usagi kind of gives in a little bit, and it's like, okay, fine. I'll have one drink. Turns out the sake is not the best, the finest that the innkeeper has. And Gin does not like the sake whatsoever. Uh, but we find out that uh, so Usagi decided to go back to his village uh, prior to his seclusion up in the mountains uh, to just, uh, I guess, check in on things. You know, stop by before he went off to serve uh, uh, Lord Mifune. And that's where we start this issue off right here, where he ends up at a very similar place to where he is at the moment in the current time. And he's also talking about how he's at an end in the past. Very interesting. I just put those two and two together. Uh, yeah, that's kind of funny. He's at an end talking about his experiences at an end. Very uh, Inception-esque, you know. So Usagi is at uh, this inn enjoying his meal by himself, you know, feeding these little dinosaur things some food, which I want to know what these are, which I hope we get to know what these little like uh, brontosaurus looking things are. But they're like small size, like the size of a cat. There's like eight of them here and they look like they're having fun. But the innkeeper doesn't look like he's having fun whatsoever uh you hear a big crash and bang and you're innkeeper clean up this mess bring me more sake and you see usagi he's like oh uh what's going on uh what's all the racket all about and you find out that there's been a samurai here a samurai has been here for a long time and he's drinking you know being rude refuses to leave he's beaten up some of my men, uh, the innkeeper says, and uh, the innkeeper's like, hey, uh, if you uh, get this guy out of here, uh, I might make it your, you know, make make something good of this, you know, and uh, maybe get you a meal, you know, something like that. And who knows, you know, just get him out of here. He's, he's being like a real bother. And uh, Usagi gets up, puts his sword on, and he's like, you know, what well, is very impolite to uh, ruin somebody's dinner with all this ruckus that's going on. And he's like, yeah, the innkeeper says, uh, well, if you're going to take care of him, please at least win. And uh, if if you don't win, don't tell him it was me that sent you. And Usagi's like, don't worry, he's as good as... And before he finishes his sentence, you see him open the door and he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck's going on? Uh, and we see no other than uh, we see Kenichi, Usagi's rival, his childhood rival is here at the same exact inn as Usagi. Kenichi, man, Kenichi is living it up at this bar, it seems like, or this inn. He's living it up, drinking, making a mess with this. I think she's like a cat geisha or like a 
a cat like prostitute or something. Who knows what she is? But she looks like she's having a good time feeding uh, Kenichi all these drinks and stuff. And he's like, Usagi, come drink with me, you know. Uh, innkeeper, more sake. And Usagi's like, what? What are you doing here, uh, Kenichi? Aren't you supposed to be with the Dogram school? And he's like, the Dogram? Kenichi says, the Dogram, the Dogram are jerks. You're jerks. Everybody's a jerk. He is obviously drunk off his ass. But then you see him, his his demeanor changes like drastically. He's like, I'm the biggest jerk of them all, which is so sad to see. It's so sad to, to see. And, and regardless of how Usagi feels about Kenichi, Usagi goes to take care of Kenichi, puts him to bed, puts this weird contraption on his head where like i guess maybe like a a cold compress or something like that maybe to help get rid of his headache or his hangover it's like this like pole and there's like a string attached to it there's like a little bag on the end of it and it's placed on his forehead but i like the depiction this might sound weird i like the depiction of kenichi getting over his hangover by the different panels of Usagi and he's like all scribbly and stuff and doesn't really look like Usagi. He looks like my nine-year-old daughter drew Usagi <laughs> with all scribbly and wavy and stuff. And then he finally, uh, I guess Kenichi uh, comes to and he's like, I'm going to kill you, you motherfucking son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, you're the reason why, uh, uh, you know, everything awful happened to me. He's like, oh, my head. Oh, no. Oh, oh my God. And uh, after the tournament, Kenichi was defeated, obviously. You know, he he uh, he lost, the school lost face. And because the school lost face, he had to leave the school. And uh, he is going back to his village, but he does not have the, the face to, uh, or save face and go to his village. Uh, his village and you know he's so he feels so dishonored he can't really do anything about it and usagi usagi's a good friend i would say usagi's a good friend he helps try to uh sober up kenichi and he asks the innkeeper to bring him some food to help sober him sober him up he hasn't eaten anything in a couple hours you know uh kenichi really looks like he's very much disheveled, hasn't slept in a while, and we find out that a bunch of bandits have cut off supplies to the inn and the village, and they're actually uh, don't have any food at this inn anymore because Kenichi ate the rest of the food, and uh, they don't have anything else. And the bandits are actually going to the next town over, which is Usagi and Kenichi's hometown, and. They both like perk up and they're like, oh, we got to go help. You know, our friends are my father is in danger, Usagi says. And they both like in their heads, they say, and Mariko. So I can't remember if we heard who Mariko was. But obviously there's something between them and Mariko that is very important. And we see Kenichi's like, innkeeper, bring me my swords. We are both leaving. And these two rivals uh, are on a mission to go take out these bandits. And that's where we end issue three. 
oh boy, it is setting up for something definitely big. I mean, at least I think it's trying to set up for something big. It seems like it is. We're going to get some pretty cool uh, action and stuff like that in the next scene. Or the next, not the next scene, but the next um, the next issue, issue uh, four. <clears throat> but yeah, it seems, I mean, it's going to be cool because we're going to see Usagi's hometown and stuff like that. We got a short glimpse of that in the in the in the very very first issue, just a little bit. Uh, but that's gonna be cool to see. And who who is Mariko? We don't know who Mariko is, but obviously Mariko is somebody special to Kenichi and Usagi. You know, will they be able to uh, help out their town and their village? You know, and uh, will they will they be able to put bygones uh, aside? You know, their 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 history aside. Um, this issue was, this issue was interesting. It was very different. It seems like than a lot of our other issues. I liked the beginning with Gin and stuff. That was fun. Typical Gin stuff, uh, being his old Gin self, you know, stealing money, which is funny to hear. He stole the money off the dead body. Did not figure out that was happening, but I guess it did. Uh, getting to see Kenichi again. Kenichi was cool. No, I mean, he's not cool, but he's like sort of like Usagi's yen to his yang, something type of thing, you know, uh, you know what uh, Usagi could have been if something else happened to him, you know, if he went down a different path. Um, I like the distinction or the differences between Usagi and Kenichi. Like, I mean, you can tell the difference between them, but there's like subtle differences not just because Usagi is a white rabbit and Kenichi is a brown rabbit, but you can also see like Kenichi looks more disheveled, and the way Stansakai draws uh, Kenichi's face, it very much looks like he has like a a five o'clock shadow with a bunch of like scratching and, and cross hatching on his his face, which I really like. You know, like he hasn't shaved or bathed in a couple of days. You can definitely see that Kenichi has been defeated, and where, where, where will this go? Maybe Kenichi will uh, uh, get honor again and become honorable, and not have like dishonor, dishonorable like cloud, black cloud over his head. So it's cool to see them like working together or getting ready to work together. I lo- I mean, I just liked it. It was it was a fun, simple issue. It very much uh, paralleled a little bit the last. Uh, part of this, the first half of this issue, uh, you know, a little bit, you know, uh, you know, because it did follow up, obviously, with this um, part five and part six, you know. But yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And obviously, shit's about to hit the fan when you get the two people who don't like each other working together and they're going to go wreck some shop, you know. But I just want to say thank you for listening to all the people who have checked out the podcast. Hope you guys have enjoyed uh, listening and hearing my my thoughts on this series as I go through it for the very first time. Uh, and next week, we will be finishing up the Samurai story with parts 7 and part 8. So that'll be fun. And I hope you guys enjoy that. You know, we get to finish this first story arc. This first, I think, big story arc within Usagi Yojimbo. Because the other ones beforehand that I've looked up, which some of them are in this book, are 
are sh- like one shot stories, which will come before, which we'll get, we'll cover those after we cover Samurai. I'm looking forward to see what happens because I am I am a hundred percent invested in this, and I want to see I want to see what happens to Usagi, and well, obviously Usagi has to live right because he's got like well over like two hundred something issues, so we'll see. You know what happens to Kenichi? We don't know. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you want to check out my other podcast, it's called Otakuology. You can go check it out. We talk about anime, manga, movies, comic books. Not this comic book, but other comic books. Thanks for listening. Uh, catch you guys on the next uh, podcast episode. And uh, let me know. Give me your thoughts. Let me know what you thought about this. Uh, think about this podcast. Give me your feedback. You can find me at Usagi Pod Jimbo on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, so, yeah, check me out. Let me know what you think. Give me feedback. Feedback is always welcomed. And thanks for listening. Catch you guys on the next episode.